Jill, I would like you to speak about deeper listening and connecting that directly to speaking as it is. You speak about, say it as it is, almost like you're looking for someone speaking directly as it is. As soon as someone drops into the zone, otherwise no. So it seems like such an important connection to be deeply listening and then to speak. Whereas what I notice often in being deeply in, to bring that up into speaking, I almost need to effort a little. And yet I also know the value of really focusing and bringing it in. So I would like you to make that connection where that just streams without effort or focus. Then you would be speaking what you're in without a thought. If you have to sort out a thought, you'll be using effort. There's value in me not just going off in the deep end, but bringing more levels in and speaking. I would like to marry this ability to just travel and go and move. Marry the surface to the deep instead <laughs> of marrying the deep to the surface. You're giving away the surface to the deep not giving away the deep or marrying the deep to the surface. When you give away the surface to the deep, the surface in all that it is, is available. The deep doesn't speak, the surface speaks. If speaking is given to the deep, the deep will speak. The deep responds to availability. To give away the service to the deep, deeper listening is one of the big entries into that. A deeper listening or a real listening means that you're available. The availability is on the terms of the deep, but it includes everything on the surface. Available means you don't have an agenda, you're not holding anything. There isn't anything in the way on the surface. The movement of that is like the surface down. It feels very vertical down. Yes. So the deep listening, the availability, doesn't seem to make much use of my surface. You're also available to the invitation. The invitation to speak registers on the surface. You hear it on the surface, but the meaning has to do with the deep. Your availability to the invitation brings the deep to the surface. The deep is all about the invitation. 
the deep response to the invitation by coming to the surface. The surface hears the invitation and is given this through the invitation to the deep. Maybe I can speak directly for instance what's going on right now. I'm, as you move with me, I'm noticing something's happening to my right eye and it's far gone. So even to keep seeing you, I almost need to effort with my left eye. On the surface, you're sitting there holding the microphone for a reason. That reason stays through the whole time that you're in the chair. If you go into a deeper level of connectivity and your right eye is gone somewhere and your left eye is given to it and goes away, then at some point you're going to have to go out the chair because you're passed out. You are able to hold all of the factors that are in consideration. When you speak that invitation to say it as it is, it seems such an important piece. It brings together authenticity and form. The only real complication is any measure of inauthenticity. Inauthenticity brings in a self-consideration. Without authenticity, in form, there isn't any meaning. Authenticity is everything. And it has to be free to settle right into the deepest that you've awakened to. So for each person, the level of authenticity is going to be different. But the degree of authenticity won't be different. If fully given, you mean, then the degree of authenticity is full. Then it's the same yeah. everyone. And as you speak these words, I very much experience inside how that surface is given to the deep. Absolutely, in everything, in all of your life, concerning all things. In every practical way, you are available to the deep. So when you know something from within the deep, in the midst of a practical situation, the lightest knowledge that's there in the deep is the only thing that has meaning to you. And that light movement of knowledge, whether that appeals to yourself or is unappealing, makes no difference to you. If it does make a difference to you, you're not really available to the deep. If the deep down connects to a point, then there's that immediate fountain. What's that fountain that then wells up, flows up? The deep. The deep moving? There's varying levels of the deep being, perhaps celestial being, perhaps the ancient 
doesn't really matter which one, or if only and ever just one. There's, as far as I know, almost no value to bring mind into that. Mind doesn't know anything. I love that perhaps this, perhaps that. Does it even matter to quantify? It does. Where that speaks to the deep, because the surface is given to it. But otherwise, no. It matters in how the deep moves, what it's responding to. All of the surface is given to the deep. Anything the deep moves in of the surface matters. Anything that's given to the deep that isn't moved in, isn't responded to, doesn't appear to be a factor at all, doesn't matter. So the response in that matters your availability to the movement of the deep or your availability to direct knowledge in the deep. There is also the response to it all. There is the direct connection to it all. It seems important, this all. You Awareness are the power holder. There is no other power holder. The deep isn't a power holder. The source isn't a power holder. Knowledge doesn't have it. You, awareness, have it all. So you are going to be available to something what is illusory or real, true or false. Yeah. Whatever you're available to is what has you. If you're mixed in your availability, then it's that mixture that has you. It's a little like what's so common in so many conversations particularly in a relationship. As soon as it feels good, you're available and you're talking. The other person has your ear, has your face, has your eyes. But as soon as something is said that triggers something in yourself, then you remove your eyes, you remove your face, you remove your ears, and very quickly, you may just walk out. So how does that translate to that same availability? That within, there is no turning away, there is no walking out. Regardless of the cost, regardless of what may be pointed at, in what you know of the deep concerning the surface, just because that happens to affect yourself, you don't turn away. You might be rumbling in your seat, because your surface existence appears in one aspect or another to be falling apart. And it's your availability that allows that falling apart. If you remove it, you have your life back. 
as we speak, aware of a lot of things that are specific to me. It's been in your teaching more and more clear that our real life is not here, while we're here. So there seems to be a variation of that same disconnect or not direct connection that I came here with. You say all that doesn't matter, it doesn't really matter. And at the same time you say everything matters. First, yourself doesn't matter. Your outer life doesn't matter. That clears your heart. Your heart is no longer under the influence of anything that doesn't first matter. When your life and yourself are out of the way, you can hear. It doesn't matter then what you hear, you're available to it. As soon as you're available to it, it moves. You move as the same. And that'll come up into the surface, into yourself and into your life. If it's yourself and your life that matters to you, you'll abandon that knowledge to save yourself and to save your life. If you're stayed in what's real, deeper than yourself and deeper than your life, you'll be that and move as that in yourself and in your life. So everything does matter, but it matters from the inside out. Yourself really matters, as long as it doesn't matter first. As we are now speaking, there's some unusual phenomena happening. There is a whole different channel at the same time moving as well, where we are having a conversation. Reality. We seem to be talking on this level. I'm not giving words to that level. How does one choose which channel to express? Authenticity can't err. I follow into that. Then you sit there as a portal. It goes also past you here, sitting there. I keep changing what level I'm coming from. As soon as you're in response, then at some point it shifts, and then it's like, this one, now this one, now this one. And it's deeper and deeper levels. Can you say what this invitation is? Absolutely, as always, authenticity. And it's authenticity that moves in varying levels. What it moves in keeps changing. So the invitation is twofold. It's first authenticity, and then it's authenticity with a particular movement that keeps changing. Okay, the movement that I'm now responding inside to is like a lion 
but it does in me. It's like a roar. I wasn't telling you to roar. A couple of years ago, you said to me, love me. Is that still relevant? What speaks to you first and primarily is authenticity. So authenticity says to you, love me. I'm not asking about then, I'm asking about now. It seems like that is no longer relevant. Then it wasn't. Then when you said it to me, it moved a lot. When you get past a certain level, it becomes irrelevant. As you're landing in form again, in whatever you've newly come into, it again will be relevant. But from there, that's direct. Yes. The response in me is again a different level of that flow. That flow has tentacles and it connects to a lot everywhere. So in, in speaking this, those tentacles get alive. Yes. My heart comes in, but that's very secondary, isn't it? Yes. Then there's a overwhelming love. Is that love freed? Right into the surface. Yes. Can you do the next invitation? The next invitation always has to do with the surface. The invitation is all about the surface. It's read as the deep because it has to come through the deep. You're here for the deep to have the surface. What you're used to, what's predominant in experience is the surface. And you're here for the deep to have that. So the invitation is always going to be about the surface. Give this away. Give that away. Give this level of the surface away. Give that level of the surface away. It's always about the surface. And always about giving away? Yes. If you say, like, give this away or give that away, let that go, let that go, then there's less and less and less surface in a way. That's held. All that holding, that doesn't need to be a process. That can all go in one go. As soon as you know that it's going to be everything of the surface that's going to go, then yes. Right now, as I'm here, sitting in this with you, everything can go. Now, maybe my coffee would like to keep that. That is the first attachment that comes. That has to do with what you like. But your power to fulfill what you like has nothing to do with what you like. So it holds the power to please your life. That'll be hidden in the closet. Those are the first things that need to go. 
How would one actually know what's done first? In your placement in the world, what is your power to please yourself? The power is extensive, I would say. So in terms of a world value in yourself, what gives you power to please yourself is your money. And deeper than money, which on the surface is it, is your use of your mind. Without that, you're not even able to move money. So you can give away all of your money, but you still have your mind, which is what you had to be able to make that money. What does your mind belong to? Does it belong to yourself, used for your life, your personal life? All about the value of yourself. And there's also a level where I use my mind almost mindlessly, in the sense that there is so much routine. There is a level of mindlessness to that. The trained mind. It's not about everything now being totally mindful. It's belonging. It's a, a non-threatened givenness. And that givenness is free to move in an oscillating manner from the deep right into the surface. can move through the surface and then oscillate to the deep. Move in the deep and practically oscillate into the surface. It keeps swirling the one into the other. And it's all about a non-threatened givenness. Non-threatened, as in that it's completely given to. And it doesn't matter what is touched, how deeply something is touched to the surface, or how comprehensively something is touched on the surface. If you're given to direct knowledge, there isn't anything that can threaten you. It gives you freedom to listen to hear, to see, and to move. There won't be an instinct to protect something that you're holding, to protect something that matters to you. You speak on this tape called Enlightenment and Endarkment. You say something like, it wouldn't matter to you if you see all left is all black and dark, and all right is the opposite. It wouldn't matter if I would go that way or that way. All that matters is what's true. It would be non-threatening. Yes. Only illusion can be threatened.
I don't see that in you. You don't move slowly. When you speak this to me, it, there's almost like an immobilizing response, sort of like, gosh, I wouldn't know what to do. It, it isn't that I don't move slowly. I don't move slowly, I don't move quickly, I don't move, I don't not move. It's all based on clarity. But your reality seems to be that that moves quickly. That depends concerning what. How do you move in anything? Because there's so little really clear. Then in that little, fast. On a very practical level, I have a very strong preference in myself to have no stuff, no things. I don't buy things. I would love if we could let 90% of our things go in the house. It doesn't mean anything. It's such a strong makeup in myself. So it's a, a self-orientation. Yeah, to have no things. Meaningless. There's an absolute self-preference. There's also a true knowledge of something so minimalistic. We don't actually need very much. And everything that we take on, we take on. If it's authentic, then in yourself, you're really lightweight. You're capable of moving quickly. As soon as you're clear, you can move regardless of all of the weight that's around that. The deepest clarity is that we do actually need very little. But if I were to move quickly in that, I would do that all through myself. I don't trust myself in that movement. You have interest in creativity. It means more to you than all of your stuff. Your creativity is part of your stuff. It's meaningless unless the deep has it. All meaning, real meaning, has to do with what has it. Can you say something about the love of beauty in me? So the mixture is there's the interest and there's the direct the interest has to do with the self-satisfaction. That's where the love of beauty is meaningless. And the direct? There, the knowledge of the value of real beauty gets to overtake all of the surface. In our conversation now, all of that needs to go. There's now a direct brain dance. Sometimes this happens in connections with you. Unusual things are more on the right. Sometimes they are more on the left. And sometimes they're both. Like now, it seems like it's completely in the middle, both left, right, equally in movement.
that means there is no bias control. There's no personal bias that is in control. When? When there's that freedom of movement, okay. that balance. Clarity, when you're clear, that means knowledge controls awareness. And awareness is free in it. It isn't for anything else. Awareness isn't for anything else. It goes right back to that point. Awareness can respond to knowledge or not. When you're in a body first, you experience that awareness is in control. Awareness is able to be and do whatever. As awareness becomes honest, awareness gives all of its power away to knowledge. And then the deeper levels of knowledge come up into awareness, which is for awareness to be in control of all knowledge, which is what gives awareness mobility. But only when awareness is all honest. Yes. Awareness isn't able to be in control of all knowledge without knowledge first and completely being in control of all awareness. Awareness is to be in control of all knowledge, but it isn't able to unless first and completely Knowledge is in control of all awareness. Is this by law? Yes. When someone's being a controlling person, they do really have one thing right, and that is they're meant to be in absolute control part they don't have right is that that isn't controlled by knowledge. So being in control is out of control. There's this strong way, physical almost, to just respect and bow. And I'm totally bowing and laying down. So for now, that has you. You're in that. Does that get to have your mind, your creativity, your time, your money? I don't know in this, where I'm in right now, I don't know what that all means. Then... When you resume your life, 
does this get to have all of that? Because without this, everything else that does really matter no longer matters. I can see the self-movement, that whatever the elements were, that you say, okay, let's get rid of all that, you can have it all. I don't actually know what it means in this, all that surface. It means something to you. And it does all really mean something, but not in the way that it means something to you. So it means an illusory something, which obfuscates the real something in all of that matter. Why is it then so difficult to stay in this one thing that actually has me? Because everything else that in practical ways has you in your life is a little impatient for you to come back. I just want to say that word again, by law. Law is the real gets to have everything. The real must have everything. And illusion isn't going to get away with anything. The real gets to have everything. Not just everything of yours, but all of you. And only then is this life the amazing opportunity that that is. Otherwise it's just a petty little life. An illusory life. all that, that self and how to be in this life that's all in this unnecessary time of imbalance. Meaningless. How to be in this life is absolutely meaningless unless the real exclusively has it. It seems to me that right now what you could do is to of the point of where the imbalance in the unseen started and the point where it ends, you could just... Yes, I can, but that's not the point. The real point is, you can. And that you can is absolutely meaningless unless you do. Okay, I do. In all things practical, your use of mind, your mind, creativity, your time, your money. It would almost be nice if you would appoint a curator for me that would curate all of that. You give it all away 
and then it's all given back to be in your charge. And you do for what you know. Nothing is done for yourself anymore. Nothing is done for you anymore. Don't give your mind on anything just because you can. Don't reserve your mind on anything just because you can. Because you, here, are owned by everything that is before here. It's this movement that is of another order, but that wants you to seal that. It's sealed by you in all of the little things in your surface life. And without that, this is all meaningless. It's almost like, and then the real work can begin. The real gets to work at all. Its power comes from you. There's a sense of something more to open, find. And at the same time, there's also a sense to complete this conversation now. I could move in both directions. The free oscillation of the left and the right. The one reveals, the other beautifully implements and creates. The one reveals, and the other does. How does one reveal? By that which is able to do, being still. My sense is that that takes a bit of time. Is that real? It doesn't take time. It requires all of the surface in practical ways being given. Because none of that can have an influence in, in revealing. It can't be a part of the revealing. And it can only hear what's being revealed as deeply as it is given. You're only available for revelation of the Source to the degree that everything other than the Source that you have power over is given. Which means it's all about the surface. All the time, there's a part of me, or there's something following a scent. Is that the invitation of yours? The invitation is always the surface. The surface, because if the surface can move, 
because the deep has it. The deep has it because the deep matters more than the surface.